Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Well, a lot of people who are watching what the Warriors have or don't have, thinking that they can go ahead and blaze a new path of interesting for the remaining third of this year by making a deal by Thursday probably have not read Tim Kawakami's comprehensive piece just about how many roadblocks there really are in the way for the Warriors to do a deal anywhere. So let me share with you Tim Kawakami's GERD hard work so I don't have to do my own. And by the way, I have found out because I read this today and liked the piece so much, I said, Lucas, let's get Tim Kawakami on the show. He said, sorry, can't happen. We've been beaten to the Kawakami. By the morning show, Tim's going to be in studio, 8 o'clock Thursday morning, day of the NBA trade deadline with Butcher and Bonte, uh, getting you ready for all the action the Golden State Warriors probably aren't going to be involved in. And here's Tim Kawakami's piece. Basically, as I watch on the you know, good old-fashioned text line, on the Otis Bird the Third YouTube chat that is going on, there are a lot of, well, future picks, this player, that player, for player X. And player X ranges all the way from Alex Caruso to Kevin Durant himself. <laughs> and basically, half of you are including in your trade proposals picks that no longer exist or are controlled by the Golden State Warriors and players that can't be moved even if you wanted to. Let me hammer it all out. The Warriors can't trade this year's first-round draft pick. So anyone who wants to include this year's first-rounder, you can't. They don't have their pick in 2024 because that got flipped to Memphis to take on Andre Iguodala's contract. A player who doesn't give them anything other than, you know, high fives in the locker room. They also can't trade their 2025 first round pick because you cannot deal consecutive first round picks. It's just the rule of the NBA. They also don't have or can't trade their second round picks this year because that bad boy has gone to New Orleans to move up for, are you ready? Alan Smilagich back in 2019. They don't have a 2024 second round pick. That was moved to get Eric Paschal. They don't have a 2025 second rounder because that was included in the Kevin Durant, D'Angelo Russell sign in trade with Brooklyn. The 2026 second rounder that was used 
to go to Atlanta to get Amari Spellman. I mean, you got a lot of business that has been conducted hitting the table this year in terms of that pick's already gone. That option you do not have available to you. That can't be used this year because you already used it. Now, as Tim says, all of this was part of their necessary hyperactivity in the 2019 offseason after Kevin Durant's departure, and they needed to reconstruct their roster. So it's not like these moves were made thinking, ah, we're going to kind of tie our hands together in the future. These moves were made to hang banners of the past. You really can't get mad at any of them. It's just this is business that has already been conducted. Yeah, Bob Myers got drunk and decided to give away his entire decade's worth of draft choices because, well, he has a problem. No, you have to... I mean, that's that's the coin of the realm now. I mean, just this only... That strategy works if you're still good. And they won the last title. So it hasn't like it's been a failed strategy, but... It doesn't allow them any flexibility at this trade deadline, which people should be used to because they've had no flexibility at most of the trade trade deadlines. Other than the Wiggins deal, they've done nothing at that at that moment in the season. So, you know, get used to it. Well, so those are all the picks that do not exist to be put into a trade that will not be consummated. So then you uh, you know, the, the the right thing to do would be Pivoting right back to the roster as it exists. Well, what about these players? Well, the Warriors right now can't trade Andrew Wiggins after signing him to an extension less than just six months ago. Salary cap rules make it very difficult to trade Jordan Poole because of the new extension that he's agreed to hasn't even started yet. And there is no detectable notion that this team wants to trade either Poole or Wiggins to begin with. So then you got to go selecting from the younger guys. Well, guess what James Wiseman and Moses Moody's trade values are right now? They don't exist. They're devoid of trade value unless you found another team that was so enamored, not with either player's reality, but with their day one have yet to be drafted possibilities. Unfortunately, these guys and their careers have quickly given up the goat that they aren't to be counted on as today, maybe even tomorrow, real tangible rotation can contribute NBA players. Now, they could both still turn into that. Some guys take longer than others, especially bigs, but they don't really have any value in Wiseman or Moody to include, they can't trade Poole, they really can't trade Wiggins, and even in the unthinkable move of trading Draymond, that gets even harder to see because he might opt out this summer, which crushes his already difficult to interpret trade value as it is. Bob Myers basically has very few chips that he can put in the center of the table as he sits down to measure well, okay, that's Team X's offer. What is our offer going to be as Team Y? Let me tell you, Team Y isn't even going to be able to come close to Team X's offer for anything because of who they are and where they are in their life cycles of their draft picks and their contracts. No, no, they're, they're, um, I don't want to say they're screwed because they made these choices. So if you want to say they're screwed, they screwed themselves. They're painted into a corner but, of their yeah. own will. And more to the point, 
this is a team that isn't active at the trade deadline because they were either too good to bother or too awful to bother. So this is a year when maybe there would be help, but no, once again, the trade deadline is going to happen around them, but not to them or with them. So that's the deal. If I could quote uh, Gene Hackman from the movie Hoosiers, your team is on the floor, folks. (laughs) Your team is on the court. The Golden State Warriors, as they will be tonight, are the exact same team that you're going to have after the trade deadline. Here's the only bit of good news. Here's the only silver lining on the cloud of the Warriors probably aren't doing a deal. At least you can expect to get Steph Curry back after the trade deadline. (laughs) But unfortunately, having Steph Curry up to this point hasn't gotten you better than a game above 500. The Warriors have sadly and unfortunately pissed away so much time with bad basketball that they don't have time to play any bad basketball as they're fighting through this Curry rehab assignment. So they are sort of up the creek without a paddle to even throw into an NBA trade. By the way, I also I, I saw this. And this is another thing that's just killing the Warriors as they're constructed and in hopes of any value that you might have gotten for the guys at the back of this roster. I saw this from Brian Witt, who used to work for uh, NBC Sports. Iguodala, Wiseman, PBJ, and Rollins have played a total a combined total of 489 minutes this season. That is less than 4% of the Warriors' total minutes on this season. And Rollins' season is now over. He broke his toe. He's got a Jones fracture of his fifth metatarsal in his right foot. Now, how you break your foot not playing basketball, I don't know, but he did. So, they've got nothing out of the bottom of their roster. Not even 4% of available playing time, not even 5% has come out of the bottom of their roster for minutes already allocated this year. And while they were waiting for Perfect to come on by, the possibility of these guys contributing at all seems to have come and gone this year. Well, nobody figured that Baldwin or Rollins was going to play this year anyway, so they sort of don't count. Um, The Warriors have said all along that Iguodala was going to be something for the playoffs. Well, we're still 30 games away from that. Right. And he's already going to miss nine playoff games due to old man knees. You can just feel it coming. He's going to dunk like in game two of the opening round, and we won't see him until the Western Conference Finals. That's the bitterness we like to see. Welcome to my side of the table. Seriously, um, the guy's no, they, just a I big mean, nothing this no, year. I mean, I mean the, well, the, he does an awful lot to encourage our team. The other, how come your team gets plowed almost every other night I'm watching them? Well, because the team isn't very good. Right, so you don't need a guy who's a clapper. You need someone who can play. Well, by the way, welcome, especially to you, Ray, to your 4 o'clock. Don't you threaten me. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco. Always live on Twitch, YouTube, and the free Odyssey app. Damn well better be free. I mean, the real real stat of all these that jumps out, and this is again from Tim, um, their bench a year ago and I realize it's a nerd number, but it, it it's useful. Nerd it up. 
their total win shares of the eight pure bench guys last year, like 23 wins, which right. is a pretty good win number. For a bench? Hell yeah, it yeah. is. This year it's 11, which is not a good number. So why would any of those guys have trade debt value or become desirable pieces to put in your lineup more often? I mean, that, 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 that's, that's the giveaway, that, that this is not about effort or coaching or anything other than it's not a very good roster. It's not a helpful roster. They they've won because their veterans have been good. Um, they've gotten some help from Kaminga. They've gotten you know some help from Poole, although I don't think that he's been you know brilliant for them. I mean, he's sort of starting to carve out a career that's going to look like Monte Ellis's. But for the most part, everything they have is from the guys that they've had in years past. That. The second track of the two-track timeline is doesn't have a car on it. So that's pretty much it. You can boil it down a hundred different ways, but what they've got here is half a team, which means they're getting half the results that they thought they would. And the half that you got until Steph got hurt has been pretty damn good. Completely undercut by how bad the second half of the roster has been. Somebody says, I bet you could get a lot for Draymond. I'm sure there are a few real contenders that would love to have him for a few years, but here's the deal. There is no having him for a few years. Draymond's got an opt-out this summer. And you can, if you fancy yourself a contender the rest of the way this year, you're probably fancying yourself a contender going forward which means you're not about to give up assets to bring in Draymond now when he might hit the open market just because he wants to this offseason. And every indication is that Draymond sees the writing on the wall here and knows that the Warriors are planning a future probably without him. So he seems like the kind of guy who's going to be proactive enough to hitch his wagon to a contender that might come in under Warrior current value, but will extend him another two, three years. Or they trade him. Offseason comes. He decides to opt back into Golden State, which means you gave up assets to the team that you traded this rental for. I, I don't think I don't think Green is tradable for that reason alone. It just you can't guarantee that you're going to have the team that he wants to play for. I mean, it's more likely that he'll want to play for the Warriors than the team that he goes to. Let's put it this way, that put it that way. So, it's that's not you're right. There's no there's no upside in trading for Draymond Green unless you get him to agree to an extension now. Right. And why would he do that? Why would you do that? He just it it would be bad for business, which is a big reason why Kyrie is out of Brooklyn. They offered him a contract extension that didn't match the years, and Ray was incentive-laden. Now, there aren't a lot of incentive-laden contracts in the NBA. And I don't know if he had an agent that was like a real, actual agent, not his mom, representing this, that they would have even turned around with that sort of an offer, or maybe that's the position he's put himself in. You know, Kyrie is such a... Headache, malcontent, can't count on to be here for whatever reason. We've got to incentivize you to basically report for duty on nights we're playing basketball games. 
No, oh, it's it's not even a, it's not even about who his agent is. It's this is this so is you are. No, 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 not you, but Kyrie. No, but no. What I'm saying is, it's really about the fact that he has missed half of the Nets games for nine injury reasons, including the the, the COVID thing, including the suspension, including the, the you know the hundreds of things that go on that distract him from what an employer would want him to be, which is present. And so I think when when they decided, no, if we don't get the four-year max, then I want out. I mean, that's a business decision, but it's a business decision that cuts both ways. Because if they hadn't been able to trade him to Dallas, I could easily have seen them just say, well, you're not playing here anymore. We'll have to pay you because your contract says so. But you won't dress again. I think that's how frustrated and angry the Nets were with him. Even though, I mean, everybody said he was a great teammate. The players, his teammates liked him. The front office reached full fed up. And when they did, when they announced before this deal that we're not planning to play him, you know, going forward. I mean, they were telling them, you know, I mean, I'm surprised they got the offer they got based on the fact that they had publicly taken out all their leverage. You said, well, you're not playing for us anymore. I mean, you're not, you may not play for anybody else, but I know two teams you're not playing for, and that's us and the Lakers. And the fact that, you know, Mark Cuban jumped in with both feet and said, I got to fix the hamster wheel that we're on. I mean, because that's a huge roll of the dice, too. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.